Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have Damien Darlington of the band Brit Floyd. In this episode, Damien talks about Brit Floyd and their upcoming appearance at Veterans Memorial Auditorium in Providence on April 13th. This is Damien. Nice to talk to you. We uh, we spoke a couple of years ago, the last time I think Brit Floyd came around here. Ironically, yours was the last show I saw before the world shut down. Yes, yeah, yeah. We were we were only about ten days into uh, our, our tour when it all came grinding to a halt, and we were flown home at very short notice. Yeah, well, it was. You know, I think I remember going to that show and being a little apprehensive about going out that night because things were getting so sketchy. And uh, we went to that show, and then I think it was the next day everything got shut down. And little did we know how long it would last. Right. Well. So were you in? inactive for that whole time or did you do live streams or did you, what did you do during that time didn't really do anything at brit floyd related it, it just sort of it wasn't possible you know because we're all sort of spread all over the place as a band you know it's a very international lineup we have some u.s members of the band some people in italy and, and, and in the uk so it just really wasn't possible to do anything collectively uh, but i i did sort of do some other musical stuff you know i it gave me the opportunity to to do a little bit of original material which i haven't done in a long while and uh, and uh, and just uh, you know when when it was possible to sort of play small gigs in the uk i was able to do that again you know in the summer months things like that hmm. so you've started the tour again when did this tour start I'm just, uh, what, what, what is it? It's, I mean, it was last week. I think we're just uh, four shows into it now. Oh, okay. So is this the first tour that since the everything's lifted back up again? No, we were able to do some dates last summer, you know, through August into early September, about five weeks of touring. That was the, uh, you know, the, the, the first uh, and only touring we've been able to do uh, in the last two years. Where was that? Where did that tour yeah. take you? That was in the U.S. You know, we, we managed to come over here to the U.S. and and do 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 about um, twenty five, maybe thirty shows, something like that. Miraculously, we managed it just about. Yeah, because things got. I mean, I know I've gotten gigs up and down. They've come and gone since uh, last year. I had I book a gig, it would get canceled. I I I had a gig that got rescheduled ten times. Yeah. So. At- yeah. Well, it, there was just like this window of opportunity then when we got it. Fortunately, got it just right. You know, because either side of it, yeah, it was very still very sketchy about whether things could happen or not. Were they outdoor shows or indoor shows last time? Uh, no, no, it was it was sort of normal theatre shows. Um, I mean, there were a few, there were a couple of outdoor ones, but it was mostly indoor theatre shows. I mean, obviously there were some sort of like mask um, regulations still going on in many places, all that sort of thing. But uh, we managed to to uh, sort of get through it. Well, last time I saw you, one of the big things that you had added was uh, you were playing the twenty-seven minute echoes. Uh, well, it, not not quite twenty-seven, um, but more you know about twenty-three, twenty-four, something like that. But yeah, yeah, not far off <laughs> an epic nonetheless. Um, is that still in the set, or have you changed it up, or what's new with this show coming around? We, we, we've put 
I mean, we've sort of mainly kept to the same set list because, you know, we we did all this preparation for this set list and then didn't really get to play it much. So it seemed, seemed sort of like, you know, um, uh, you know a, bit, a bit crazy to get to completely change things around. But we have brought a, a, a couple of, of new songs into the set uh, compared with what we were doing the last time we were out. But, but Echoes is certainly still in there. What, what's the new stuff you've brought in this year? Um, something, uh, another track off the Division Bell, Poles Apart, which we haven't done in a long while and then the, the title track of the final cut album that's another one we haven't played in a while so we thought we'd bring that into the set as well because it's such a, a a wonderful piece and you're the guitar player correct i'm one of them yeah you're one of myself them. and another guy called Ida that we, we cover all the gilmore parts between us and the tim renwick live parts as well of course but you're 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 the main the leader of the band though right I'm, I'm the, the, the the musical director and the sort of veteran of it. I've been doing it forever, you know, all the way through Brit Floyd and prior that. Prior to that, I was in another Pink Floyd show for 17 years. So I've been doing this for 28 years now. Altogether. Wow! I think uh, when I talked to you last time, you you told me you had played a party at Richard Wright's. No, it was actually David Gilmore. Oh, it was David Gilmore's. Party. But Richard Wright, of course, was there, as was Nick Mason. Richard Wright got up on stage and and uh, played comfortably numb. So that was my opportunity to play with uh, one of the original guys out of Pink Floyd. And you got to play that solo from Comfortable certainly did, yes. Wow, that's that's very cool. So this you're one of the probably few bands, Pink Floyd bands, that actually have worked with Floyd a little bit. I guess, I guess so. I mean, there's, uh, there's not many that can claim that, I don't think. No, no. Do you find your audience is growing over the years? Because there's a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of, I mean, I play in a tribute band myself. I played a Neil Young tribute band, but I, I noticed that tribute bands have exploded lately and there seems to be 90,000 tributes for every band there is now. And I, I'm wondering if the market's getting saturated and you're finding uh, more competition or is that, or because your band is so well established, you don't have any issues with that? I, I think, you know, it, it depends on what sort of circuit you're doing, you know, maybe the sort of venue circuit rather than the theatres and halls and what have you. And um, yeah, there's probably... Uh, it's pretty crowded there with with, with Floyd tribute bands and and all, uh, obviously as you said tribute bands to every every other artist you can think of. But you know at the sort of level we're doing it, there's you know there's 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 like us and maybe one other band playing this level of gigs doing Floyd. So yeah, I mean I, I suppose in a sense we, we we're all, we're also competing with Nick Mason as well, who's 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 out on tour. You know playing the same sort of gigs we're we're doing. But you know that's a that's a wonderful competition to be in to be. You know, when it comes to one of the original guys still out there doing it, I think his shows are postponed to the fall, though, aren't they? They are. Yeah, he was supposed to be here round about, uh, I believe, in February, and, and it's been rescheduled. Um, but but uh, you know, he, he, he'll get here eventually. I think Roger Waters is going out over the summer as well. Yeah, well, that, that that that's a whole other level. You know, he's he's obviously in the arenas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you um, you have quite the light show. Last time I, I talked to you, you you were telling me of all the new toys that you bought for the show. Did you did you up the light show anymore? Um, we, we, as, as it happens, when we start, you know, in 2020, when we just started touring before the the, the pandemic hit, we'd had just sort of invested quite a lot a lot in new lighting fixtures. We'd uh, increased the size of our circle and, and <laughs> put even more lights around it. You know, so it was it was looking a bit more like Gilmore Circle when he last toured in 2016. You know, so uh, that 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 was uh, that that was sort of the big difference in a, a lot of brand new lighting fixtures to go on it. So you you have uh, how many people in the band? 
eight in your band or something? It's a nine piece. Nine yeah. piece. You have uh, the backing singers, a couple of guitars, keys, drums, yeah. bass. And then a, a, a saxophonist a sax. who also plays a bunch of other th- instruments, plays some percussion and extra keyboards and even guitars and guitar and bass guitar, you know, but very talented multi-instrumentalist. Yeah, you're, you're, I've seen your band uh, a few times and I'm, I'm impressed every time. I've never gotten to see Pink Floyd and kind I mean, I, I enjoyed Pink Floyd when I was young in the in the 70s and, you know, I grew up listening to them. I heard them on the radio a lot, but I wasn't a big fan until later in life. And by the time later in life came, they, you know, they've disbanded and, you know, all that turmoil with the band and such so i never really got to see pink floyd and i haven't seen any of the members and i was looking forward to seeing nick mason um but then his show got postponed i'm hoping to see gil uh roger waters this year but when i see your show i'm i leave pretty satisfied that i've heard some really good floyd music oh that's that's what we try to achieve you know give give people the next best thing to the to the 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 real deal as it were well yeah i've like i said i've seen your band a few times and i'm i leave the show and i'm really happy with what i've just experienced because it, it's given me the experience that i never got to get and even i think even if you did get to have the experience uh, i from the real band i think your band is is a good substitute for it 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 satisfying i i really you guys do a great job the lights are the solos are spot on the even the uh, that part from Dark Side of the Moon, where it's the uh, the the female singer does her her vamp there. She yeah. that's amazing. You those female singers are great. Yeah. Well, we're lucky to have some very talented singers working with us, certainly. So I, I think you did a only one little bit of theatrics with the show, where it was um, it was part of something from the wall. I think you had some guy it's sitting. Like, in... I expect it would have been comfortably numb. Yeah. Right, it, the wall just sort of cry. You know, a lot of the wall material kind of cries out for it to, to have that that sort of element in there is there more of that in this show or well the, the the track i just mentioned the final cut i suppose that's a little bit more theatrical but again it's it's very roger waters driven that that uh, era uh, and um, you know when when we, we we've done sort of substantial sections of the wall we really do sort of try to go down that road of, of you know even having some costume changes with, with certain certain people you know we've done the trial where i've i've uh you know had, had a, a barrister's wig on you know with the, the sort of old arcade wigs that they wore they wear in british courts you know and all that sort of thing to perform <laughs> the parts so do you think your audience is bigger in the u.s or in in europe um i, th- I think it's it's probably it's bigger in, in in the u.s we you know we certainly have our our biggest success here but you know we do very well in europe as well and and it kind of depends where you where you are in europe you know you certainly if you go into places in eastern europe you can get you can start to play in in arenas in some of the places there and, and you know get gets you know quite a few thousand people coming to the shows um we've had similar experiences in south america as well where we've had played some big big concerts in uh, like in brazil and argentina and places like that have you played other countries Besides, uh, just before again at the beginning of 2020, we got to go to Japan for the first time. We played uh, three shows in Tokyo, and that was a, that was an amazing experience. I, I really loved loved playing there, and I hope we get back there again in the not too distant future. So, are you touring Europe at all this this time around? Uh, yeah, certainly from sort of mid September onwards. I think uh, we start off in some shows in Germany, and then Norway, and, and uh, Belgium, Holland, Italy, Switzerland, places like that. Are, are you apprehensive about the the tension right now in Europe? 
uh, from the Ukraine I, thing? Well, I'm, I'm not not from the po the point of view of touring. I'm apprehensive in general, you know. <laughs> um, um, and and you know, I we've played in Ukraine a few times, and I I have I have you know there are people I know there who are in the middle of it, so I'm obviously very concerned for their their safety. I'm just hoping that you know we're not a one-two punch where we just get out of COVID and we go into this, and then there's going to be a total world conflict. I'm just hoping that that just doesn't mess with things. I mean, I'm not, I'm hoping. For for the you know the safety of the world that it doesn't go farther but i'm also hoping because you know i don't want things to get shut down again as are we all we're all hoping that tell me a little bit about this show this time is it is it a full straight show is there inter intermission or you've played straight through or how long is it we, we, most of the time we do have an intermission you know when we can play our full sets um, it's about two and a half hours of music plus an interval so you know, you know when you're doing that that long it's uh, you, you kind of need a break in the middle of it oh yeah um uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, there are certain venues that want you to play straight through, you know, you do some casino gigs occasionally, for example, and they usually want you to play straight through. But most of the time, it's a full show with the, with the interval. You must have quite the uh, the road crew, though, because with all the lights and all the band members, it must be a caravan from gig to gig. Uh, yeah, well, we, we got, we've got two tour bus fulls, two Buses full of uh, band and crew and and two uh, articulated trucks. So you know it's a it's a reasonably substantial operation that's uh, moving from city to city that's, on a daily basis. Yeah, that's a bit of a project. How long does it take for them to set up usually for this show? It's it's usually about um, about six hours of you know physically setting up, then a couple more hours of you know doing the day the daily lighting um positioning and and you know getting the pa tuned up for whatever room we're in you've been playing the pink floyd music for 28 years you said and uh professionally professionally yeah, a, lot longer, <laughs> a lot longer than that <laughs> what was it that got you into a pink floyd tribute band back when you started it was just it was just a you know one of those opportunities that unexpectedly came my way and then, you know in the the around the, the early 90s you know the tribute bands were a a very new thing. I wasn't. I wasn't really aware of the concept of a tribute band until about 1992. So you know, around about then, uh, and used, we were sort of hearing about all these bands coming out of Australia, like the Australian Doors and, and and the Australian Pink Floyd show, of course. And and when they relocated to the UK, they needed to replace a, a member who wanted to return home to Australia. So I got to hear about this through a friend of a friend type of thing, and uh, I went along for an audition. And I was doing my first gig, like a week later so it was all that sudden really it was, wasn't something i planned or envisaged but it, it just happened that way and here i am 28 years later still doing it and touring much of the world in the process so you were part of the australian pink floyd i didn't know that i'm not, not uh, sure for, if you seven, for 17 years wow. <laughs> yeah yeah i saw i saw that show on pbs that was that was a big thing on pbs for quite a while now is that band still active or is that defunct they're, they're, they're still they're still out there they're still going you know, but I say it was, um, it's uh, 12 years since I last played a show with them, so it's quite long. Now, what happened? You left the band to start your own, or you just left the band and wound up starting your own? Um, I probably the, the former, you know, I, I felt it was time to sort of, uh, you know, try and do a, a, a 
uh, you know, it may sound egotistical. I don't know, try and do a better job of it. You know, that was the <laughs> and um, you know, sort of have the freedom to go off in a little bit of a di- different direction doing this, and, and 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 it seems to have worked out okay. Well, that was quite an undertaking for you to 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 get into, though, to start a brand new band and come up with all the lighting. And how, how did you go about that? That's that's like starting a major business. That's not just starting a band. That's like starting a corporation with all the investment that would have had to go in. There was all. I mean, you know. I've been doing this for 17 years, so I had that sort of bedrock of knowledge and experience of doing it, you know, and I'd, I'd learned a hell of a lot going, you know, not just about playing the songs, but about all the lights and all the video and all that side of things. Uh, and plus, you know, a lot of people that I'd, I'd met and worked with uh, you know, came came along to, to work with Brit Floyd. So it was, it was kind of all there, all the infrastructure for doing it was already in place, more or less. Did you have to come up with a large sum of money to produce? Uh, well, uh, a large sum of money ha- obviously had to be, had to, you know, it had to be found to sort of get it off the ground. Um, uh, and, and, you know, you, you have to have people who are willing to sort of invest in these things. So, unfortunately, that's what happened with BritFloyd. Hmm. So you folks own all your lighting and everything. The whole show is part of Brit Floyd. It's not a subcontract yeah, um, lighting. The, the the majority of it, yeah. I mean, there's a few bits and pieces we still hire from the PA. We don't. The, the PA is the thing that we have our own desks and our own microphone package and all and a lot of that sort of stuff. But you know, the actual boxes we fly, you know, the, the, that system uh, that's hiding from tour to tour. But the, but all the lights are ours and the lasers and all the projection gear and all that sort of stuff. Now, who produces the videos that? happen um, there's a guy there's a guy called brian kolopsky uh he's uh based in california i've known him for a long time i i sort of found him online in the early 2000s and i've been sort of working with him ever since and he's produced uh the, the majority of the media we use in the show what were your beginnings musically besides the you know the pink floyd stuff what did, how did you start off in the music business uh well it, it helps that i i come from a bit of a musical family i have older brothers and sisters who were already musicians so it was pretty pretty inevitable that i followed in their footsteps um and i yeah, I, I had some sort of a formal music education as well you know in my teenage years into my early 20s you know in the uk so but i was you know i was playing in bands from the age of 14 onwards you know on stage so it's just it's basically what I've done ever since I was a, a young teenager one way or another playing music. Do you play any other instruments besides guitar and the, you play the pedal the, the lap steel too? Yeah the lap steel you know if you if you class that as a different instrument yeah certainly and I play quite a lot of bass guitar as well in my time I, you know I can I can get by a little bit on a keyboard but you know only a little and obviously I do quite a bit of singing as well. Okay what's your favorite song to play on stage? Um, it's, 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 always, it's always a difficult one to uh, uh, answer it's sort of you know it, it, it varies from tour to tour i suppose um i suppose an overall one you, you can't argue with comfortably numb it's a it's a beautiful song to sing and then you get to do that epic guitar solo um night after night and um but you know there's there's things in the set that we're doing at the moment like tracks like an instrumental tune called terminal frost which i really enjoy playing i get to do all the the, the solo guitar stuff in that that track now what's the most challenging song for you to play throughout the night um perversely enough it's quite often the, the really old old floyd stuff that's the 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 most challenging to do or at least ways it's challenging to get it to sound right you know co- uh, compared with the the later more produced floyd sound um so that they can you know doing sid barrett era tunes can be a bit a bit tricky if you want it to sound authentic 
music. What What's the hard part about sounding authentic? The effects or the? Uh... It, it, it's I suppose it's it's a part of like you know that Floyd themselves were still kind of learning how to be musicians when they were doing this music. You know that really early stuff, and and plus the gear was so you know relatively primitive compared with what came later. So it's you know the, the combination of the two things. It's 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 more difficult to re- recreate that accurately if you've been playing forever as a musician. If you understand what I mean, mm. playing with sort of modern more high-tech game now your effects rack for your for your guitar is that all is it all pre-programmed just button launched effects for each song it kind of is it's sort of if you're going to sort of um, cover you know as the catalog that we cover of of pink floyd music and the fact that they changed their sound so much through the years you know every every album gilmore would have you know a different kind of guitar sound going on you kind of need this this modern rack mount processing gear which has the capability of sounding like all so many different um, effects and amps and cabs and all the rest of it otherwise you you would have you would have a sort of more of a generic sound for, for everything and it can still sound good but maybe not quite as authentic as close to the individual records that you do that way. and what kind of guitars are you playing these days um obviously a strat you can't do floyd without a strat you know that's the main guitar um i have a um, I'm playing a steel strung guitar, a Cole Clark guitar, they're an Australian guitar maker. I, I have a, a, a nylon line six, um, nylon strung line six guitar for doing the, uh, the tracks like High Hopes, and then I have a, a couple of lap steels for doing tracks like Gregging in the Sky. And one of these days, two different ones one's tuned to E minor, one's tuned to G major. Yeah. They're made by a, an American lap steel maker called um, Chris Fook, who has a company called Industrial Guitars, and they're, they're really really good cool instruments now you said the uh you have a couple of performers from the u.s italy you the other and where yeah. else are the band members from well we have the at the moment it's from the u.s the uk and we have a canadian and an italian the one who sings great gigs at the moment she's canadian but she's actually married to the italian guitarist and now lives in italy anything else you want to add to tell people to encourage folks to come on out to the show and see you well I, you know like you said before if you want to uh, get the the next best thing to experiencing uh, a real pink floyd show then then come come along and check it check out a brit floyd show you know, we have we have all, all the bells and whistles we we play uh tracks right from the sid barrett era through to the division bell uh, and everything in between light show and lasers and video and fla- flying pigs and, and mirror balls <laughs> and all, all, all what, the, whole, the whole shebang what was that pig's name i can never remember his name uh, um oh God, you, Alf- you, you no. put me on the spot now I've, I've got a mental block yeah he certainly did his algae i think it was algae yeah that's the one that got loose mistakenly or on purpose when animals yeah. came out do you do dogs uh, we certainly have you know a number of times i mean we played uh, everything off off the animals album at some point or other uh, this tour we're, we're actually not playing anything off animals but that's because we're doing echoes because echoes is such a, a long tune and animals tunes tend to be long tunes as well it's sort of right. something has to give you know, right right i mean yeah, dogs is 17 minutes i think exactly yeah. yeah i have a friend who plays that song does a great job of it well thank you for taking the time to talking to me today and uh, hopefully I will get to your show and see you again because I do enjoy it. I hope so too. It's been nice talking to you. 
Okie dokie. Thanks to Damien Darlington of Brit Floyd for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Don't forget about their upcoming appearance at Veterans Memorial Auditorium in Providence on April 13th. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, The Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.